0: We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we stand today,
1: the Boon Wurrung and Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation.
0: We would also like to pay respect to the elders past, present and future, and their continual contributions to storytelling, performance and art. This was and always will be Aboriginal land. Sovereignty was never ceded.
1: Welcome back to the official
0: and original Born to to Drag Drag podcast. Podcast.
1: I'm Marley. And I'm Thomas. And we are so excited to be here to share with you the amazing drag kings. Drag queens. And all the drag betweens. Here in Nam, Melbourne. And beyond. Thomas, how are we this fabulous second week of lockdown afternoon? This
0: very fabulous second week of lockdown. And I, Marley, am feeling... Not that fabulous. Not that you fabulous.
1: Yes. But fresh haircut?
0: Yeah. I rushed to get to this Zoom meeting on time because I was cutting my hair. Love and that. And then spending, you know, probably twice the amount of time trying to clean up all the hair in my bathroom.
1: Yes. Newfound yes. talent. Hairdresser. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Love it. you, you got to upskill in lockdown. You do. You do have Last to upskill. Last lockdown, up we started a podcast this lockdown. I'm a hairdresser. Hairdresser that does podcasts. What yeah. more could you want? <laughs> well, how are you, Marley. Oh,
1: I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I've got one more assessment due for uni and then I'll be like free for a month. And hopefully I won't be free in my house for a month. That would be great.
0: Hopefully you'll be
1: free to be able to leave your house. Yeah. Free to leave. Exactly. But other than doing uni, I've just been, you know, doing the same thing, um, and by the same thing, I mean watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on repeat and creating a Google Doc quotes
0: page for it. It's great. A, a quotes page? Yeah, I have a quotes page. <laughs> okay, um, th- moving on. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm just not a Real Housewives watcher. I never have been, never will be. Yeah. Um, my apologies to all the Real Housewives fans. That's right, there. we can't all have dreams. It's true. It's true. Well, maybe your next podcast can be a Real Housewife podcast. Ah, the effort. I mean, I've already got the Google Doc. Why not? Exactly. You you could just like recite the quotes. I'm halfway there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You just need to find a co-host that actually cares about that. Not I. (laughs) Might be difficult. But what have you been
1: up to besides nothing?
0: Um. (laughs) Yeah, like you've nailed it on the head. Nothing. Yeah. No, I did some um cooking. Some video games mm-hmm. some... that's about it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's like that yeah it's great
0: cuddling my dog yes
1: clifford deserves mm. all the cuddles that he can get mm. very cute dog yes
0: well Molly, this lockdown has not been very exciting but you know what no. is exciting what our next guest who do we have on the pod today?
1: Oh my gosh. Our next performer is an emerging drag king on the rise. If you catch his drift, sleazy whilst altogether cheesy. This is a drag king who is here to please baby. Performances are guaranteed to be silly and sexy resulting in audience members feeling a mixture of amused and aroused. What can he say? is versatile. So please, welcome to the podcast, Genitals. Hey, hey, hey. Hello,
0: Hello. how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you guys going?
0: Good-ish. Goodish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A sequel to blackish and mixed-ish. Yes. Yeah. Goodish. Yes.
1: Well, you're looking mighty vibrant and fun. You're getting ready oh, in thank drag. You.
2: Yes, yes. So I'm doing delightful discussions later today um, with Moxie Delight. Uh, so Amazing. that shall be a delight. Um, yes. Yeah, so you've caught me like halfway through getting ready, just trying to maximize my time as much as possible. Um, that. <laughs> that's okay. I like to keep busy.
0: Yeah. And you're you're not alone, I see. You've got a friend no.
2: on your lap. <laughs> I decided to join us. Oh kitty. Oh, yeah, we love her. She's pets. in a bit of a They're weird cute. mood. But yes, oh. adamant on sitting on me.
0: Well, it's Aww. the first um, the first animal <laughs> guest we've ever had, unless you count, unless you count Freddie commitment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's true. <Yeah>. It is.
0: <laughs> we only
1: have facts here on Born to drag.
0: <laughs> it is true. But how are you going? How is your lockdown? Are you keeping well?
2: yeah lockdown's going okay. um yeah. it's not it's not the best time. I find I really thrive on being chaotic and having a zillion things to do at once. So when you kind of take away a zillion things for me to do, I'm like, like yeah. but yeah, still keeping yeah, just keeping it together, organizing some stuff around my drag and just my personal life, and yeah, kind of being creative when when you know I feel so inclined and yes. spending yes. lots of time with Isadora, of course, my Beautiful. my very sassy little bloof. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, well, you've managed yes. to find an excuse to get into drag tonight. Yes. Which is great. Yes. Exactly. Which is really good.
2: Yeah. It's really refreshing, actually. Mm. Like, I just, it's not that I perform like every single week. It would be great if I could. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just having, you know, those sort of little things to look forward to, especially during a lockdown, is yeah. Yeah, really fantastic. So thanks for having me mm. on. <laughs> of
1: course. No, we're excited to have you. Um, mm-hmm. And on the delightful discussions that you're going on tonight, is there a topic surrounding tonight's conversation?
2: Yes, so we're talking about bisexuality tonight, Mm -hmm. um, which will be pretty cool. Um, I know for myself, because I'm only fairly new to the drag scene, I just from past experiences, I've had a bit of fear about people realizing that I'm bisexual. Like, I think most people will assume that I'm gay, which is really funny because in normal mainstream world, people assume I'm straight because I'm quite feminine. Um yeah, so it's just sort of interesting. Like I've been more open about it because I'm like, fuck that. Like I've spent enough of my life being ashamed of my sexuality and not going to continue to do it within my own community. Yes. So, you know, but good on Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> so that should be interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Absolutely. Cause the last time we spoke to you, not that it was about a topic or anything, but the last time <laughs> we, you know, had a big fun time was on the Born to Drag Frack game yes, you a <laughs> mm. yes. <laughs>
2: which was
1: a, which was our first i think genitals in encounter i think yeah, it was my yeah. first yes yeah yes, yeah I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and that yeah. was a lot of fun to have yeah it was so fun yeah definitely um and also drag astrology i saw you at a couple of weeks ago, was it Gemini? Yes. Gem- was it? No, was it, Gemini it was a Gemini.
2: It was Taurus. Taurus. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I don't feel like I relate to a lot of the Taurus um, right. kind of stereotypes myself, but I'm yeah. just like, oh, I'll, I'll put myself up for it. But I think I'm sorry. It was so funny when I first sort of spoke to Freder about it. Properly, I'm like, I don't actually. Even star signs, um, <laughs> it <kept> me whispering, <laughs> I picked up on. But I'm not big on star signs and astrology and stuff like that. I'm like, I'll, I'll be part of the show though. But it, was, it was totally fine. I learned a lot about my star sign. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think it's my rising sign is a bit more uh-huh. apt to what I am. I think it's Aries
0: but yeah right. so that sounds yeah, yeah that sounds correct yeah. from what I know learned a
2: bit from horoscopes yeah friend
0: of the <laughs> chaos, that? that's definitely an Aries trait
2: yeah <laughs> <A long laughs> definitely bar. friend of the chaos yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. and how did you find the experience um at pride of our footscray community bar was that your first experience performing there
2: yeah, so it was my first time performing there, which was heaps of fun. Like, I'm pretty much just up for any gig that will come my way, but it's especially fun sort of, you know, doing it at venues that I really enjoy. I checked out the first Drag Astrology and then, yeah, it was part of the crack day, which was yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that was really cool. Like, um, it's not necessarily out my way, so it's fun kind of putting myself out, you know, past, you know, northern suburbs and things like that. Um, checking out you know other drag venues and yeah just queer spaces where you know it's friendly to you know AFAB people women you know things like that yeah Mm -hmm.
0: what part of Melbourne are you from
2: uh so I'm in Thornbury so northern burbs yeah
0: and did you (laughs) grow up here in Melbourne
2: yeah, so born and raised here in Melbourne, uh, which I find to be a bit of a rarity. I seem to meet so many people from like overseas mm. or interstate and things like that. But I grew up um, in the east, which is not my vibe at all. Just very conservative, <laughs> Templestowe area. Uh, well, <laughs> definitely you not are me. To drag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you came to any of our live shows, you would have hear us like rag on the east side many many times. <laughs> Excited, so. But yeah, well, <laughs> the taste has up. done one good thing; it's produced you. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. So you mentioned you're obviously quite new to drag. So how long have you yeah. actually been doing drag?
2: Uh, I've been doing drag since November last year. So I'm a lockdown drag king, mm. I guess. Yeah. So it's something I considered in the second lockdown last year. I, it's it's something I've considered doing for years. Actually, um, I just I'm such a perfectionist that I'm just like no, I'm not going to do this and that exactly perfect. So I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, stop fucking doing that, Jen. Um, we're okay to swear here, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I was just like, no, nah, stop it. I needed like just a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. Like lockdown and last year was particularly difficult for me, just with some personal stuff that had come up through the year. Um, So I was like, this needs to be my happy place. This needs to be something that I can work towards and something creative that I can do to keep myself productive. Um, So my first show was with Kong's Kings, who are amazing. Um, So I did one hot minute with them uh, and that was heaps of fun. So I came up with, yeah, just like a concept for that. Um, Yeah, I'd love to do that act again and do like the full song. I did a song called Plug It In by Basement Jacks. Um in this iridescent sort of suit that flashes and yeah, that was fun with like bolts <laughs> and stuff around my neck. It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to do it. Just like, yeah, the full-blown number would be really cool to do. So that's something I'll have to mm-hmm. I'll have to do one day. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. Cause I feel like I was just, I don't know. I feel like just one day genitals popped up and <laughs> genitals has been like performing everywhere ever since because you're always at rainbow on a different night like serve or froth or something and then then if you're not there you're a baby drag like it's just you're you know you're definitely making your mark here and performing at all these different venues and it's so great and so great to see um what how how have you found like the different kind of places where you perform, because obviously like, you know, doing baby drag is a completely different vibe to doing somewhere like rainbow where they have shows and then they have a break and then they have shows, um, as opposed to just all fresh performers. Cause mm. rainbow has different performers, not just emerging. So how have you found kind of the differences between those two?
2: Yeah, that's a, a really great question. Cause I definitely do notice the difference. Mm. Like I would have to say, Um, my favourite sort of gigs that I guess I've done has been when it has been a mixture of um, different sort of performers. I don't necessarily get um, intimidated when I see someone of really high calibre performing. It just inspires me. Like, I know I'm not going to be at their level at this point in time, which is completely fine. Um, I managed to shut up my perfectionist voice being like, (laughs) but um, yeah, I'm just like, they're amazing. Cool. I love what they do. That inspires me to sort of, you know, achieve and do, do even better. And, know things like that um so I really enjoy that um yeah doing things like baby drag is amazing as well um because that was my first live number um having done it at baby drag in January and then kind of since then I've just kind of you know just continued to be booked which I'm really grateful for which is fantastic so people are obviously into what I'm doing and yeah I've heard people say that before like it just kind of came out of nowhere and I'm like yes I did (laughs) yeah Like, I've been sort of in and around the gay scene, um, yeah, for quite some time. But, yeah, like, got more into it um, before all the corona stuff and then that happened. I'm like, oh, I just got a taste for this and, like, a taste for, like, a community where I feel like I can go out and I'm accepted and things like that. Yeah. I find that um, you can definitely sort of tell the difference, I guess, with certain venues where they're very much into, you know, like AFAB or female performers and then when there's maybe a little bit of a, like, oh, women can do drag, you know, or AFAB people <laughs> can do drag and things like that. I can yep. tell. <laughs> mm. I guess um, more so specifically with being a king, it's not something that most people align with drag. It's something that's a bit different. Um, like I did a drag brunch party, which was hosted by uh, Ruby Slippers, who is absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, so it was, yeah, hosted by her. There was um, two other emerging performers um, and Queen Kong was also there. Yeah, And it was just funny because people were, like, oh, yeah, I didn't know that, you know, kings existed and I could tell it was a bit of a different feel. Like, the audience still enjoyed it and everything, but I think they were kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah mm. you know, kind of thing, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, talk us through the des- the decision around becoming a drag king because you did mention that you're, you present quite feminine out of drag and we've obviously got such a wide range of drag now. There's AFAB drag queens, there's AFAB drag kings and there's all in between. So what's your personal connection with a king?
2: Yeah, so I guess my personal connection with it is if I were to be a drag queen, I don't feel like it would be too dissimilar from me in everyday life. Not necessarily to do with an aesthetic or anything like that. Like I don't go out with humongous false lashes and contour my face on a daily basis or anything like that. But I'm so feminine um, just in, just who I am as a person. And I really sort of align with just being a woman and there's certain sort of, you know, you know, adversities I've been through in my life because of my gender. Um, and as opposed to like just my own personal experience, I kind of embrace my gender and go fuck all of that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really going to sort of feel empowered in who I am. And part of that is being a woman. So that's being big part of my identity. So, me sort of being a drag king, um, I'm sort of inspired by, yeah, people like Prince, um, you know, just like flamboyant male characters that, you know, are sort of happy to embrace their feminine side, but then they also sort of have that kind of cheesy, you know kind of arrogant kind of male bravado kind of about them as well like I love Rick James as well like he's he's kind of (laughs) disgusting really but (laughs) but he's such a funny flamboyant character that's just so sleazy and just that you know that kind of gross kind of (laughs) male sort of you know stereotype of when men are sleazy and gross um so My drag kind of comes from that of, you know, being a woman being approached, I guess, by sleazy men, Mm. kind of taking that power back and sort of being like, I'm going to be a sleazy dude, which is kind of hilarious because I... I, you know, do a lot of, you know, cross trusting um, in my shows. And <laughs> there was one show I did where I did, I feel it coming. So there's a bit where it's like, um, you've just got to let me try to give you what you want. And I like went up to an audience member and kind of like it at them. And then I went to check in on them later. I'm like, was that okay? Sorry, maybe I should have checked. With you <laughs> I'm not used to being too pushy. But um, yeah, it's funny because like my drag personality kind of takes me to that sort of side of things. So I'm kind of lightly poking fun at gross straight men not saying all of them are gross not all men you
1: know what I mean I love that I love that that's too funny but yeah Yeah. and because you said that you had been thinking about doing drag for like a few years before you actually started um what kind of inspired you to want to even begin to do drag at all
2: yeah, I guess it's a bit of a funny story. Like I, I have consumed, you know, drag race and things like that for years. And I've been into, you know, sort of drag queens. That was my first introduction to drag, like, you know, growing up as an Aussie kid, watching Priscilla, Queen of the mm-hmm. Desert. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show is one of my favourite movies. Um, so I guess just, the you know, the theatrics and the campery of it all um, is something that I've always loved and always appreciated. And I never really saw a space for me where I could potentially do that. I remember when I was I think it was when I was a teenager it was weird it was in like some Cosmo magazine or something I actually saw an article about drag kings so that was my first introduction to it and it was just something like oh yeah that's really cool and just kind of kept it in the back of my mind um and then the reason why I kind of thought oh maybe this could be a thing that I could do was um a place that I used to work at they did like for a Christmas party this thing called um you know living for your life like you know, copying that TV show. And I think I did it like two years in a row. I won both years. (laughs) (laughs) And I really enjoyed it. Like I love music, but I'm not musically talented. Like I've had people say to me, like, you love music so much. Why don't you learn something? I'm like, I tried the drums, but that requires coordination. And I just, I've never.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, most (laughs) instruments require some sort of coordination.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So in which case I'm screwed. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but um yeah like I've never really taken up an instrument I have other creative pursuits and things like that that I've always sort of had Mm -hmm. like I love drawing I love fashion I've done you know sort of styling I've done a bit of graphic design in the past so I've always pursued those kind of creative pursuits and performance was something I always enjoyed in high school but as an adult I just kind of lost track of it Mm. and then drag just Just, you know, there's so many elements to it of what I'm passionate about music, but, you know, don't have to hear my horrible singing voice either, although I do love karaoke. Uh, (laughs) There's dancing, which I love. Um, There's, you know, sort of the styling aspect to it, you know, putting together outfits, concepts and things like that. So I can get to be sort of imaginative about it and just being kind of, yeah, like putting on this completely different persona is so much fun. And it's for me, yeah, like there's a lot of deep connotations to My drag and how it's come
1: about. So it's, you know, quite sort of empowering to me. So yeah. I
2: love that. Yeah. Definitely.
1: And you mentioned, you know, you'd done a bit of graphic design and styling before, um, which kind of allow you, I guess, to express your creativity um, in a way that's not performance. But what do you do any other work at the moment aside from drag and performing?
2: Yeah. So at the moment I'm just working um, at a lighting showroom at the moment. So yeah, just helping people pick out gorgeous lights for their homes, planning out, you know, lighting within their homes and things like that. So I've kind of stepped away from graphic design stuff like a couple of years ago, but I'll do like freelance stuff here and there and kind of design my own stuff when need be. Um, And then, yeah, styling, I sort of did that for a little bit, but just with a really terrible company, so I have sort of moved on from there recently. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, now kind of looking to the future and seeing what I'll do next, um, kind Mm -hmm. of nine-to-five-wise, yeah.
0: Yeah. Now you've got yourself to style, more general to style. (laughs) absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And do you have any kind of, like, future aspirations or drag goals I mean I know you said you had a performance coming up in Sydney which hopefully you can still get to yes that's a huge, <laughs> good aspiration to
2: have yeah <laughs> um, yeah for myself I guess when I first started I'm very much a goal setter so I said to myself like ideally I'd love to do a gig a month um, and I have been doing that or more which has been fantastic So I guess moving forward, like I would love to be able to do a gig a week. That would be fantastic. Um, And I would just kind of like to learn maybe even a bit more about like stage management and just seeing other sort of ways that I can sort of, you know, get into the community even more so and ways that I could potentially give back as well. Um, I guess like a big sort of goal for me, which is gonna take me a little while, but I would love to sort of just own like a shopfront or like a warehouse space where I can hold events, you know. So you know, just kind of, yeah, giving back to the community, having a venue where people can come to and, you know, feel just safe and accepted because that's something that's been really important for me. Um Just being able to, yeah, sort of, you know, go out and not feel like, you know, like sometimes, you know, as a woman, if you just sort of go to like a gay male club, like I love the vibe and I love that I'm not going to get hit on or anything like that. It's fantastic. But then you sometimes kind of feel a little bit out of place, whereas there's so many places now where it's, just queer friendly, you know, it's for Mm. everyone, which is fantastic. So I'd love to be able to create a venue like that uh, for, yeah, just like the Melbourne community, uh, you know, sometime in the future. We'll Mm -hmm. see how long it takes me to save, but yeah. (laughs) What a (laughs) lovely goal.
0: Yes, because even though like we discovered a little bit in lockdown, or actually we already kind of knew, but a lot of these venues, even though they're somewhat run by people in the queer community or like queer AFAB women or anything like that, they're not owned. By mm. people in the community, Well, majority, are not owned by people in the community, and that obviously has a trickle down effect. Right. When you talk, about, when you're looking at like payment and way things are operated and run, and the safety of the space as well. Right. Mm. So we definitely there is a need for more queer owned and operated definitely. <laughs> spaces. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Mm. No, yeah, so that's, that's a big long term sort of drag related, I guess, goal yeah. <laughs> that I have. Yeah, definitely.
1: No, that would be. Yeah, definitely an asset to the Melbourne community. Yeah, and
0: I think we need, like, groups of queer people as well, not just the one, Mm. but we need, you know. Uh, Imagine if, like, a drag family started up their own, like, queer venue in Melbourne. Yeah,
2: that would be amazing.
0: Yeah. Do you have what we call, like, a drag family or, like, someone that's helped you put you into drag for the first time?
2: Um, Not as such. I guess the first person that I got some advice from um, was the Loose Moose. Uh, so she's amazing, uh, really cool drag king, the less performer. Um, yeah. Uh, she had a performance at, um, yeah, one of Moxie's shows, the Cirque de Moxie that absolutely blew my socks off. Yeah. Mm. Incredible performer. So I, yeah, she was one of the first people where I was just like, cool, this is where I want to get started, you know? Um, and she recommended that I sort of, you know, apply for the Kong show. So that's kind of where everything started for me. So yeah, definitely a big thanks to Loose Moose and just a lovely person in general. Um, aside from that, yeah, like I, I'll often just ask people at gigs, like I'm probably somewhat annoying, but I'm like, how was that? Was it good? Do you think <laughs> that was all right? I'm <laughs> just like that needy person in the corner. Um, but yeah, I do like to get feedback and I'm really open to feedback, um, because, you know, I'm pretty proud of where I've gotten to already, which, which is fantastic. Like it's more than I expected. Like, I'm really so honored that people are like, oh, that was great. And oh, I love watching your shows. Like I'm like, oh. Oh, nice Oh my god! You know, yeah. it's still, it's still like I'm, still a little in a little bit of del- disbelief over it because I just, yeah. But I know what I do is good. It's just, I don't know. I'm just a self conscious person, so I'm like, oh really? Is it good? I'm like, yes, it is. It is. Yeah, it's, it's hard.
1: <laughs> it's hard, starting... it's hard yeah. to give yourself. Um, f- it's hard to give yourself feedback. Like it's hard to kind of judge yourself on anything because we're always self critical as a survival yeah. thing. It's like really weird, yeah. but it's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: Because yeah. I never want to be complacent. Like, I think right. there's always room for growth. Like, as mm-hmm. cheesy as it sounds, but it's true. Like, there's always room to get better and be better. So, yeah, I always like asking people for feedback mm-hmm. and things like that. So, I'm sure it's, you know, people like, oh, you'll find. Just... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah. Where like, did you go, though? You've only been doing drag for what, seven, eight months? yeah, yeah. yeah probably not correct,
2: but... <laughs> so I'm terrible at math yeah <laughs> don't
0: worry. Yeah. But, yeah what a way to just really like come out on to the scene with a bang mm. mm-hmm.
2: yeah it's been really great like I'm a very impatient person so I'll be like okay this is my goal I'm like why am I not achieving it you know so it's been <laughs> fantastic <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that I've been doing one show a month or more like I feel like if I don't I'll probably go a bit crazy um, yeah. so I'm really like h- hanging on this Sydney show coming through because I'd love to do it and it's with um, a, 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 a show called The Drag Kings, um, who I performed for as a part of Midsummer. So they were an amazing group of people. Um, so, yeah, that would be super exciting if I can go. Yeah. Um, so as long as we're out of lockdown this Thursday, I moved my flight to Friday morning and right. I'm off, baby. So let's yeah. hope. Yeah. Yeah.
0: i crossing yeah. all my fingers and my toes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> our thoughts and prayers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, definitely and before we um wrap up the interview portion of the podcast do you have any kind of words or in- words of encouragement to give any um drag performers who are hiding in their bedrooms but wanting to be on the stage
2: <laughs> it's just it's cliche but just do it like I spent <laughs> years of my life being like oh I you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I've had a lot of growth, I guess, in those years where I have sort of considered it um, and now I've finally done it. So there's certain things that I needed to overcome in my life in order to get to the point where I am now, where I'm happy to, you know, stuff my crotch with a big bulge and have my (laughs) boobs out half the time. Like, you know, there need to be a certain amount of progression (laughs) so I can get to that point. Yeah. Um, But if you're feeling at a point in your life where it's, yeah, like, I guess it's a different experience for everyone, but if you don't do it, you're just going to keep, mulling over it and sort of going oh, you know and you never if COVID has taught us anything you never know what's going to happen you know go true. for it do it mm-hmm. yeah just do baby drag like that's what it's for or if yeah. there's other events like Lip Sync Roulette that was one of the first events I did mm. um I guess specifically yeah if you're a king like Kong's Kings usually has room for emerging artists um and you know Rainbow like you know Ruby's very much about sort of getting emerging artists um booked for you know every single night and things like that it's just about being, being even a bit pushy, dare I say. And just being like, hi, hi, do you want it? Yep, 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 yep. That's what I want. So yeah. <laughs> it
0: well, gets me places, but yeah. yeah. You heard it here first, listeners. Yes. That's yes. what you need to do. Exactly. It's called the genitals method. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> well, genitals, it's been absolute, an absolute pleasure having you uh, on the podcast today and getting to know so much more about you and your drag. So, round of applause for genitals. (laughs) Thank you. Love, love applausing (laughs) genitals on uh, the (laughs) (laughs) podcast.
0: I mean, we do That's it every day in real name. life, Marley. So why not do it on the pod? <laughs>
1: I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> yes, but this is not the last of genitals on today's episode because we will be back very shortly for the Roast segment of the podcast.
0: Yes, after this very short break. We're roast. There's no holding back. We're roast. Let's get this roaster cooking. And we are back, back, back again. And it it's time for episode six of Drag Race Down Under. We are down to six queens. So, Marley, please tell us what happened this week on Frack Race Down Under. <clears throat> This
1: week on Frack Race Down Under, we witnessed six queens make over six New Zealand rugby players into drag queens for the runway. The theme on the runway was family, I love families, family Family. resemblance, and while some of them looked like sisters, some of them looked more like acquaintances. So, let's begin. Genitals. Mm -hmm. On the runway you can see a fabulous display of uh, the Drag Race Down Under contestants and their so-called sisters. So who did you find on this episode had the best capture of the challenge?
2: I'm so bad with names. Um, You can say the colour.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: So... The super cute Kiwi queen wearing the black and white striped yes. number, like the one yes. that won, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was amazing. I actually didn't mind Electroshock's look. I thought it was quite clever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I thought it was a bit crappy, the judges being like, oh, you know, the makeup, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but she knows it's not her strength. She's not going to magically become an incredible makeup artist. Mm. Yeah,
0: on the spot. Like that. Like, <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, they just, I don't know, sometimes the expectations are a little bit harsh, but I guess that's mm. how it goes on the more and more the show goes on. Right. Um, Karen's look is really cute, but yeah, those two are my highlights. Yeah, yeah. I do like the Priscilla look, but they look nothing alike. So yeah, be honest. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. And Thomas, yeah. What,
1: did, what did you think, Thomas? Who was your kind of highlight of this challenge?
0: I agree with that. I think that the correct um, winner, one, I, kid, I mean, yeah, is kid the I mean. correct to me. <laughs> I think that's what she delivered is exactly what. You should deliver for Mm. a makeover challenge. Like they're not exactly the same, but they're clearly in the same family. They're clearly clearly related. And I think it's really smart to uh, come out identical and then reveal Mm. into something that's not Mm. quite identical, but still in the same family. Because you're giving our best of both worlds. Yeah, I think absolutely. she's done, a, and she's obviously just an incredible makeup artist as well. Like, she's done such a good job. Mm. Um, but yeah, I agree. I didn't think there was a necessarily like a bad look this episode. Um, mm. I just, I really like this. I really liked this episode. I thought it was probably the strongest episode we had all season. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the the makeover challenges are just like they. There's nothing makes it more clear that the judges just pick and choose what they want yeah, <laughs> on the runway yes. than the makeover challenge because they'll say one thing about one queen and then they'll say the exact opposite about the other queen and right. it means completely different or the same thing about another queen and it means completely opposite things to them. Yeah. Like very contradictory. Like
2: yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Because they've
0: said in past like, oh, you guys are just exactly the same, but then they'll say to the next queen down the line that you guys you know, don't look enough like each other. So right. Just, and, yes. like, would you, would you
1: both say that you think Electra Elektra and her partner are too close together, like, looking? Because the outfit's, uh, like, the same and the face is the same.
2: Yeah, I guess they just went for straight up twins. Like, yeah. I think um, Kid Amin's is more clever. Right. I think, um, yeah, Electroshock, I think she was clever with the way that she's met the brief. And, yeah. Yeah, disguising the fact that she's on an amazing makeup. artist. Yeah. But I quite like the concept. I thought it was cute. Yeah. But yeah, Kid Amin's execution was much more clever because I think, like, art simone's look with her right. twin like i get it yeah but unless you get the reference you've got to consider americans are watching this and people around the world are watching right. this. And people yeah. aren't going to know priscilla they're just going to go hmm those are cute looks they yeah. don't relate you know yeah. you don't need to be identical but not that far apart yeah. either yeah right. i have <laughs> enjoyed yeah, yeah.
0: um art post episode coming out online yeah um, basically saying that no i came to this show to show australian drag. Yeah, like I'm mm. not gonna pander to an American audience yeah. just because that's, that's what, awesome. That's what mm. they want, right? Like, and if you know, if you're not picking up these iconic Australian references, then you can leave. Then, like, sorry, <laughs> this is what <laughs> fair this call, is just, <laughs> you know, the Down Under Absolutely. drag race.
1: Yeah, no, I think yeah. that's definitely a fair, fair mm. call on their behalf. What
0: about you, Marley? Though, what have what are yeah, your thoughts? Definitely,
1: on ketamine that? is in the top for me. Um, end of. And, like, Art Simone's and her partner are amazing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I guess they're not complete sisters. They might be second cousins first removed. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Like, it's super cute. But, yeah, it just doesn't. And yeah. I absolutely love Art Simone. Yeah. Um, I was so excited to see her on this. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad she's back as yes. well. I was so excited about that. Yeah.
1: Definitely. And what mm. about, um, the not so top half of the, uh, the, the challenge. Yeah. The bottom. <laughs> yeah. The <bottoms. laughs> Thomas, what did you think? Who was your, the the people that you thought didn't look most sisterly?
0: I mean, it was a pretty straightforward down the line judging, I think. Like mm. the, the clear winner one. And I think the bottom two were the deserved bottom two. Yeah, Definitely. Um, I just th- thought. Redacted or Scary Adams, whatever we're calling her this episode, <laughs> uh, uh, I thought the makeover was like, I mean, the outfits are like, okay. And it is, I guess, impressive to say that, you know, she did build an outfit from scratch. Yeah. Which like, you've got to give some credit towards that. Yeah. Um, But the, the, the makeover itself and the transformation just wasn't as strong as no. the rest mm-hmm. down the line. Agreed. And then looking at Maxie's, Outfit. I think it's super, super cute, the outfit, but it's just like, it's just very bland compared yeah. to everyone else. Mm. Yeah.
1: What about you,
2: genitals? I think, um, misredacted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of hard to enjoy her now, knowing know. like what's happened. Mm. So, anywho, that aside, I think probably she put too much focus on, look, I can make a corset. And that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> really cool skill to have, yeah. but like, yeah, you know, it's a bit, a bit pedestrian for the
0: show yeah um, the main challenge wasn't who can make the best corset no
2: hey mundo um and at least like have other elements that's the fantastic things about corsets like you can have a corset and you can just have like a waist one or you yeah. can have one that goes over the bus and there's so many different other elements that you can pair and style with that so right anywho and then the other ones um maxi mm. I'm not sure if this reference was brought up, but I remember there was this really strange show on, like, ABC Kids back in the day yes, and there were these um, big blobby things. Is that what they were doing? It, like, the, I don't know the what they're called, garden? but they're like, or Booba or something. Yes,
1: you know? Booba. Booba. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it looks like that.
2: And then they did it? the thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I actually did think I saw on Twitter she posted the reference photo of the app. Okay, yeah, yeah. She was referencing a photo. certain designer like potentially an australian designer right but, okay but it just happens to look like the Booba or the Bar, right because <laughs> i you. swear
2: at some point they sort of did a thing that the characters did in the show like it was almost like a super saiyan thing right with the hands yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: um yes. yeah if anyone's getting my geeky God. references Ta-da. but yeah <laughs> my geeky and weird child related references but yeah <laughs> My memory is a weird thing. I (laughs) I remember that show.
1: I love it. Yeah, I would have to agree. Both of those were definitely the bottom for me. Um, And I mean, moving on to the elimination. they were in the bottom. We <laughs> we yeah. saw um, Electra, Shock, Scary Adams, and Maxi Shield in the bottom three. Electra was safe, rightfully so, in my opinion. And uh, Maxi and Scary battled it out in yeah. a lip sync for your life. Um, so, what did we think of the lip sync to Kylie Minogue's "Better the Devil You Know"?
2: Thoughts? I was waiting for a Kylie song. I was excited yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was lots of fun. Yeah, like once again, like. You know, Scarlett's a bit sort of sullied for me now. Yeah. You can't, <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. But um, yeah, it was a really good lip sync. I can give her that. Um, so that was lots of fun. And Maxi's really good at just sort of yeah the emotions behind the right. lip sync, which I really love. Which I think sometimes isn't always appreciated in how drag is now, because people will look for the death drop and right. the slips and yes. you know, and all those things are fant- fantastic. I'm not taking away from that, but it's really cool to see someone absolutely just kill a lip sync. Right. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Thomas, what did you mm-hmm. think of the lip sync?
0: Yeah, I agree. Like objectively, I think Redacted did win the lip sync. <laughs> right. But there is that flip side where, like, you know, drag isn't just about the biggest trick you can do. Mm. Like, there's got to be something more behind the song. Mm. Not always. Like sometimes that you know, it's perfectly fine just to do a number that's like that. Yeah. Um. But I think you know, um, Redacted did bring us the better lip sync in the end. Yeah. 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 And there was a, f- there was a fight behind it too, which mm. is always the winner for me is mm. whoever you can tell is like really, really fighting.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And she's yes. probably, you know, fighting extra hard because of everything mm-hmm. that happened last week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She's like, well, oh sure. they could send me home, you know, f- I mean, they probably won't because they love the racists. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yes, because <laughs> yeah, as we see here, because they could have, you know, had like the perfect chance to send her home for a very like viable reason.
1: Mm.
0: But yeah, they didn't. But no, we did. We saw Maxi,
1: mm. Maxi shield sashayed yeah, sad away. To see her go. Back to New South Wales, you mm. go.
0: Back to Sydney. Yes,
1: um, <laughs> but that was basically the episode. As much as Thomas enjoyed it. Uh it was, it was it was a long mm. amount of a small thing.
0: Yeah, I just really like the makeover episodes. Same. Because you get to see these people who are often completely foreign to drag right. come in and like experience the magic behind it. And so often the seasons present like quite masculine people and then pairing them with these quite feminine drag queens. Yeah. Um, and I just think there's a lot of really cool conversations that they have in the workroom. And I'm sure there's many conversations that they have that we don't get to see, um, which still, like, you know, are super cool and add to this kind of idea of breaking down gender norms and gender stereotypes. And I just really thought all the people they had on this episode were, like, really great um, guests. Yeah, definitely. It helps, helps that they were obviously all queer people as well. Mm-hmm. Um but they really, I think they all embraced the challenge. They were up for it. There were some really, like, great conversations around their masculinity. Yeah. And the relation that they have between their sexuality and their masculinity mm. and how they navigate that. Um, mm. Because we don't really get to see that side on Drag Race. It's so much focused on, like, how feminine True. can you be? How fishy, in quotation marks, can you be? Mm. <laughs> um, and often the most feminine... Queens make it the furthest. Right. Mm.
1: And it did kind of give me like um, earlier seasons of drag race vibes um, with the makeover challenge and, you know, the people that they had brought in. Cause yeah, I feel like lately it's just been very uh, mainstream and highly, highly polished, um, yeah. which gets, it gets old. Like it gets boring. Like yeah. we want mm. to see obviously like human interaction Um, like we want to see real people. And I think that's the main thing with drag is like, there's always, you know, it it, it just shows that there's a real person behind this character because, you know, we look at like, you know, drag does play on celebrities and stuff. And we look at celebrities and we forget that they're a real person. Whereas in drag, we look at them and we know that there's someone underneath. So this kind of really like just solidifies that every time we have these types of makeover challenges, which I think Mm. are really good.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah like I particularly loved Electra's conversation because she sort of was saying like outside of drag she's quite masculine mm. and it was only a couple of years ago I spoke to a gay friend of mine who explained the whole mask the mask bullshit that goes on like mm. fuck there's even like misogyny <laughs> within the gay yeah. community. like what like it blew my mind it's like get fucked I'm sorry <laughs> it's just ridiculous <laughs> it, <is. laughs> it really annoyed me to know that that was the, that was the case
0: yeah
2: like, yeah yeah it's- Weird world
0: we live in. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think I can boil it down to the conversations that they have on episodes like this seem natural and seem real and they don't seem led by a production team. Right. They're yeah. not fed these questions. Or maybe they are fed these questions, but because you're having the conversation between a drag performer and someone who doesn't do drag, yeah, there's just... Mm. There's, it feels like they're not putting it on as much right. for each other and for the cameras.
1: And two people that don't know each other anyway, so you kind of yeah, have exactly. to get who, to know who you're mm. painting and stuff. So plus, yeah.
0: sometimes it's just funny to see like a really burly man yeah. walk in heels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah, like remove the gender from the equation. Just yeah, like it's mm-hmm. funny to see someone who can't walk in heels walk in heels. Right.
2: Right. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent.
0: Physical exactly. it's not
1: easy. <laughs> No, no,
2: but I think... I can't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> I love it. I think we've covered, we've pretty much covered episode six, I would say. Thomas, do you have any more points on the episode that you'd like to discuss before we move on? Um.
0: Oh, yes. One thing, I think Rue looked incredible.
2: Yeah. I love the makeup. So good. It was yeah,
0: such a cool look. It was. The makeup really, was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's, a,
2: that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all. That's
1: all. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Meryl Streep.
2: Uh, yes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast today. So, Genitals, once again, thank you so much. Thank you so
2: much. <laughs> I had so much
1: fun. <laughs> yes, we had such an amazing time. Um. And yeah, you've we've, we've, we've been on our list for a while, and everyone has such lovely things to say about you. So it's no. it's been a <laughs> pleasure. But for the listeners at home, uh, could you please inform us all of your social handles for Instagram or Facebook yes, so they can, can we follow find you? you?
0: Where can we find <laughs> genitals? I, yes. I need to know. Right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, all um, seriousness. Um, you can find genitals, um, aside from in between your legs, of course, uh, <laughs> or other people's legs, uh, on Instagram at genitals with a J. So J-E-N-I-T-A-L-S. Oh, I can spell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> underscore <laughs> the drag king. Uh, no, sorry, underscore drag king. Gosh, I should know genitals. <laughs> but, yes, genitals <laughs> underscore drag king. Yep. Amazing.
0: Perfect. So, yes, uh, all our listeners, make sure you follow Genitals on your socials. And of course, remember, if you like what you hear, then tip what you hear. So you can give Genitals a tip of appreciation at our tip jar. The link is in the link tree in our bio and 100% of the tips go directly towards supporting our guest, Genitals.
1: Yes. And also (laughs) remember while you're there to follow, like and subscribe to the Born to Drag podcast on Instagram. Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever good podcasts can be found. Leave us a five star review and head to our Instagram page to see some more of the amazing upcoming drag events that will probably not be happening this week. Additionally, uh, <laughs> additionally <don't say> that. <laughs> I mean next Positive week that might be happening. No. Look, look, we're hoping. We're hoping Generals yes. is in Sydney.
0: Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes.
1: That's our main, yeah. our main, yes, that's yeah. what we want. It's our focus. Um, but additionally, if you have a business or an event and you want to hear some more about our amazing sponsorship packages, email us at borntodrag at gmail.com. But until then, I am Marley.
0: And I am Thomas.
1: And we will see you next time on another episode of... Born, Born to Drag. To drag. Bye. Thank you so much. Tools. Bye. Bye again.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> Born to Drag is a toil and trouble production. Produced and sound-engineered by Thomas Bradford. Co-produced by Marley Koenig-Drew. Co-hosted by Thomas Bradford and Marley Koenig-Drew. Our theme song is an original by Thomas Bradford. Our logo artwork is designed by Marley
1: Koenig-Drew and digitally transformed by Thomas Bradford.